This, this is News Talk. Well, a lot of talk in the papers about the refugee situation here, how many people we're going to take in and how, not to be, I suppose, crude about it, but how we're going to afford it as well. So the Irish Examiner follows up on a story that was in some of the Sunday papers yesterday, which is that the €4 billion fund, which had been sort of earmarked for COVID, could be diverted to cover the cost of providing homes and services for up to 100,000 Ukrainians fleeing the war. Michal Martin said €1 billion of the fund, which was set aside in Budget 2022, had already been spent, but the remainder was available to use on accommodation and services for incoming Ukrainians. The, the, the good aspect, the good news of that, of course, is that we've already factored in this money. We factored in the four billion, so we have it, so we can sort of cope on existing funding levels in Ireland. Ireland has already taken in five and a half thousand refugees from Ukraine. Of course, thousands more expected in the weeks ahead. And the other big news yesterday, Michal Martin. Was was asked by our own Sean Defoe here from News Talk, would he take in Ukrainian refugees? And he said his family would discuss whether they would be in a position to take in a Ukrainian family. He said, I think these are personal decisions that every family has to take and we will respond in relation to that. As a family, we will discuss that. We're obviously reflecting on this like everybody else. So that's on the front of the Irish Examiner this morning. The Irish Independent uh, goes with the attack yesterday on the, effectively, on the Polish border, you know, a few kilometres away from the Polish border and the Irish Independent says Putin moves his war closer to NATO borders. The US last night warning Russia it would face NATO's full force if attacks on Ukraine strayed beyond the border after Vladimir Putin brought his war to within 25 kilometres of Poland with a missile strike on foreign fighters. Described as hell on earth, a Ukrainian base used for training foreign volunteers was pulverised by Russian missiles yesterday killing at least 35 and injuring more than 130. And again, we've heard uh, time after time from Joe Biden, we've heard it from his advisers as well, this line that they use, that they'll protect every inch of NATO territory. And obviously Vladimir Putin getting very close now to NATO territory. The Irish Daily Star, Western Front, Russia targeted a military base near the Ukrainian-Polish border in a significant escalation of the conflict. The Irish Daily Mirror, the West is in his sights. Russia has bombed a military base just six miles from Poland, killing 35 people. And the Irish Sun, Putin Blitz, on NATO border. The Irish Times goes with the US warning uh, as the Russian missiles kill dozens on base near Poland uh, and the Irish Times says that Ukrainian officials said 35 people died, 134 were injured just 25 kilometres from the border with EU and NATO member Poland, making it the deadliest single incident in Ukraine since Russia invaded on February 24th Uh, and again they cover the comments there about the US uh, and NATO defending every inch of its territory there. More, as we say, on that on News Talk Breakfast this morning. Now, you may remember the whole talk about whether uh, people would like to rename Orwell Road in Dublin, where the Russian embassy is located. Well, the Irish Times this morning says that those proposals to rename Orwell Road Independent Ukraine Road look set now to be dropped. And Dublin city councillors are reversing their plans to pursue the name change. So obviously they wanted it on the road where the Russian embassy is located. It was unanimously supported by a subcommittee of Dunleary-Ratdown County Council last week. 
Uh, however, the City Council South East Area Committee was expected to consider renaming the proposal, uh, renaming the road today, but that has been dropped. Um, so Dermot Lacey not going to table either motion there. So apparently uh, it emerged in recent days that large numbers of people who actually live on the road didn't want the name change. So you'd have a plebiscite there, but that would be obviously if the residents were for it. Turns out residents weren't for it. So there won't be independent Ukraine road on Orwell Road in Dublin. The price of fuel, of course, in the papers, as always. Connor Pope writing here that the price of a litre of fuel on Irish four courts could top €2.60 by the end of next month. This is according to David Horgan, who's the chair of Petrol Resources. He's regularly on the Pat Kenny show here on News Talk, and we're told that each rise of 10 cent a litre adds 120 quid to the annual cost of keeping the average car on the road. David Horgan looking and seeing it could be €2.64 before the end of April. Yesterday we had Verona Murphy saying that she thinks it could hit €3 a litre at the pumps. The AA spokesperson Paddy Cummin, who was on Breakfast Briefing here on News Talk last week, he's more optimistic, telling the Irish Times that uh, prices had fallen to an average of 181 for diesel, 173 for petrol over the weekend. And uh, he doesn't think that the prices will go up and up and up. So I suppose it's one of those things we'll have to wait and see. Actually, staying with the fuel prices, uh, we don't have figures for Ireland, but it's very interesting. Uh, this is from the Daily Telegraph. And obviously, because the price is going up and up, or had been going up and up at the pumps, it's led to a 200% increase in the number of people driving off without paying for their petrol and diesel. So petrol retailers in the UK reporting a rise in the number of four-court fuel thefts, with police in some areas introducing special measures to combat the crime. I don't want to give anyone ideas here, but it has they have seen a huge increase in the amount of people filling up and then just driving off. And the other horrible thing that's in the Daily Telegraph on this is that staff at the four courts who couldn't be further removed from the price of a barrel of oil, they are getting abused. There's been an increase in threats, aggression and violence at the staff working at petrol stations. Completely uncalled for. Nothing to do with them. Not their fault, but people take out their aggression uh, on the people they can see. Not the big oil barons. They take it out on the people they see in their forecourts. Now, obviously, St. Patrick's Day festivities getting underway really from today. This is treated, obviously, as St. Patrick's Week. Uh, The Irish Times front page, though, says that concern is being expressed around the potential for the St. Patrick's Day festivities to encourage the spread of COVID infections. This feels like we're back sort of two years ago when we were worried about the St. Patrick's Day parade and worried about Cheltenham. So yesterday there were 957 people in hospital with COVID-19, up 62 on the previous day and the highest figure since mid-January. And there are concerns that lots of people mixing will lead to a further rise in infections and serious illness. Uh, uh, Jerry Buttermer there of Fine Gael telling the Irish Times that masks were got rid of too quickly. They're not a silver bullet, but it's better to be safe than sorry. And uh, I suppose linked to that is the story in the Irish Independent that publicans are expecting their biggest week ever. This is obviously because Cheltenham is on and you have the St. Patrick's Day Festival and you have the extra bank holiday all falling in the same week. So we've 275,000 racing fans expected to go on to Cheltenham, but those who don't and are interested might head to the pub instead, and pubs are expecting a very, very busy week, uh, and they were prepared, one publican, 
told the Irish Independent prepared for mental four days of Cheltenham there. Certainly sounds like it's going to be a busy, busy week in the pubs. The Irish Times talks about the census. I saw a couple of the uh, enumerators going around NACE yesterday. uh, And people who choose not to declare themselves as male or female in this year's census form are going to have their sex assigned to them at random by the CSO. So this is new advice that's gone up on the website. uh, And basically, if you decide to say that you're neither male nor female, well, they're going to decide it for you, apparently. Interesting to see what the reaction will be to that. Final story for you comes from the Irish Daily Star, and it follows on from, obviously, the rugby on Saturday and the big victory. And there really is something about beating the English that's very, very important for a lot of Irish people. And there's a new poll out from Paddy Power this morning in the Irish Daily Star. Uh, They say that it's stoking the rivalry between Ireland and England just before Cheltenham. But anyway, Paddy Power carried out a survey of 1,000 horse racing fans split equally across the UK and Ireland. And according to the poll, 51% of Irish fans consider England to be their greatest rival in rugby. New Zealand coming miles back in second place. They just get 22% of the vote and 72% of those surveyed think that England is Ireland's greatest rival in football. However, the gas thing about it is the English don't even think of us. So, in fact, when asked who they considered their greatest rival in rugby, Ireland comes bottom of the pile as far as the English are concerned. They're worried about New Zealand, Wales, Scotland, France and Australia and only 8% of English fans consider Ireland to be their biggest rival in rugby just behind South Africa. So maybe we should get over ourselves a little bit. They don't think as much of us or worry about us being rivals as we do. Anyway. On 106 to 108 FM and at newstalk.com This is News Talk.